The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Well, good morning. Welcome in, everybody, to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. Your host, Brendan Glasheen, joined by Sean Zarillo and BJ Cunningham on this fine Monday, August 28th, 2023. We have a 14 game slate. It's a busy Monday slate as we continue to work our way through the dog days of summer in the baseball season. Join us Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays for Payoff Pitch. That is when we come to you. Uh, more to come. This is a ways, a while down the road now. But once we get closer to the end of September, we will share our plans for uh, the postseason. But we are a ways away. But just for now, uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays, as the season winds down, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Also, by the way, if you do watch our show on the Action Network YouTube page, please subscribe to that page as well. Because uh, there are friends, uh, the video side, and we do... Uh, appreciate folks that do tune in to us uh, via our YouTube channel. So something to keep in mind as well. If you do go to the video side to watch us, so please hit subscribe there uh, as well as our audio uh, platforms. Okay. Uh, like I said, a lot to get to want to discuss also the national league MVP race. And, and Cirillo, we can go to you first on this. We can discuss your best bet and then play off of that because you do have a Dodgers angle uh, for this Monday. <laughs> Yeah, Dodgers my favorite bet for Monday about to about uh, minus 140 in either half, a little bit more for the first five innings. I just project Bobby Miller as the better pitcher than Zach Allen, and that is probably going to surprise a lot of people. But we'll just throw it out there. I'm going to be betting Bobby Miller to win the Cy Young next season. And I don't love betting Dodgers to win the Cy Young because they don't let their guys really throw 200 innings. But Bobby Miller is the best young arm I've seen come up in a little while. 126 stuff plus. Um, I mean, the numbers, the pitch modeling numbers are electric. 366 expected ERA, Zach Allen sitting at 3.9. Miller, as I said, 126 stuff plus, 111 pitching plus. He's sitting at 102 location plus. So he does struggle with the command at times, tends to walk guys. Occasionally has about one inning per game where he struggles with the command, like we see with a lot of young pitchers. But eventually he does settle in. And he's great when he has runners on base. He seems to 
amp it up a little bit and just pitch his way out of trouble, very much like we've seen from Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer throughout their careers. So kid who has elite stuff, seems to pick it up in big spots. It's everything I want to see from a young pitcher. And I think the Dodgers are a serious threat come playoff time, especially the fact that they've added this kid to his rotation. I think they have the better pitching than the Braves. And you want to talk about the NL MVP race right now. As I said, Dodgers today about minus 140, minus 145 in either half. Briefly talk about the NL MVP race. Mookie Betts now sitting at minus money to win the National League MVP. Betts, Freeman have overtaken Luis Arise for most hits. And it'd be pretty bizarre for this record-setting Atlanta Braves team to not win the MVP with Ronald Acuna potentially having the first 30-60 season in MLB history. For Spencer Strider to not win the NL Cy Young, potentially having the first 300 strikeout season in quite some time. Um, And Zach Allen, as I said, you know, a guy I've been going against quite a bit this season. His underlying metrics have been about a run higher than his actual ERA for the entire season. So I'm against Zach Allen for Cy Young against him today, but I'm also thinking that Mookie Betts has a serious shot to win the MVP. And the market obviously agrees. And it's the first time I've really thought about doing this. But if there is a way that you can make money betting Mookie Betts right now, I would not take his features at minus money. But if you're into collecting cards at all, if you want to be interested in collecting cards at all, Topps actually does an MVP buyback program where, based on the the products that come out in Topps Chrome, uh, any base cards are worth 20 bucks, refractors 40 Anything numbered higher than 100 is worth 100 bucks. Anything lower number than 100 worth 200 bucks. But basically, you can go out and acquire Mookie Betts cards right now and essentially get two to one on your money. You can buy Mookie Betts refractors for 10 bucks or for, for 20 bucks and hope to get 40 bucks for them at the end of the year. You can buy them base cards for 10 bucks and hope to get them back for 20 bucks at your hobby shop at the end of the year. So you're not going to get cash back. But if you do collect cards, if you are in the hobby, if you want to be in the hobby, there is a way basically to get two to one under your Mookie Betts money right now. If you want to go up and buy out his cards, his base cards, his refractors, and that kind of stuff right now for, you know, 10 to $20 investments, you basically could be sitting on a two to one Mookie Betts ticket when he's minus 140 in the market. So that is how I bet Mookie Betts right now. I'd go out and buy his top scrum base and refractor cards uh, and basically get two, two to one under your money. But I have Acuna and Betts from before the season. My trio of MVP bets was Soto, Acuna, Betts, Freddie Freeman has made it very interesting and made me a little nervous that I didn't necessarily go four deep because he would have been the other guy I would have picked. But yeah, I'm in a fine position uh, in terms of my MVP bets. But if you want to bet on Mookie Betts right now, I'd say go up and buy his top scroll cards. BJ, you got a thought on this before we go to your best bet? Mookie Betts is now the favorite to win NL MVP. Acuna is at plus 125 now. Yeah, I mean, this is something that Sean has, you know, obviously said over the years, and it's very true when it comes to betting, whether the Cy Young or the MVP market, is that war is the stat that rules all over everything. And if you look at it right now, Mookie Betts has about a one-point higher war than Acuna. And then if you look at their projected war for the remainder of the season, it is only one month, but they're both at 1.3. So if you're somebody, you know, minus 140 is, is somewhat of a steep price to pay for Mookie Betts at this point for just being one point higher in war. But this is something, you know, you can do it like like Sean said and go buy Topps Chrome and Refractor cards and try to get two to one of your money. Or I would necessarily maybe just wait and, and see how the market kind of reacts. And, you know, Mookie Betts might eventually become, uh, you know, a bigger and bigger favorite. But I would watch their wars as we go throughout the season here because if – if it gets closer, like if Acuna starts to close that gap and he starts becoming, you know, a, a bigger price as we get clo- deeper in the season, there is a chance that he could overtake bets and voters could vote for him because he was the favorite for a majority of the summer. And I mean, listen, the 30-60 season for the first time in MLB history is is very cool. Might persuade a few voters. I'm not sure. 
Um, but that's kind of how I'd play it. I kind of wait and see how the market reacts to how these guys play down the stretch. And he's two homers and a steal away. I would say there's a chance once he gets to those thresholds and it becomes a story, maybe it flips again. Like once he actually hits those benchmarks and people run stories about it and everybody starts reading it and they realize, oh, this is the first 30-60 season, then it might flip again. So yeah. maybe now is the time to bet Acuna at plus money. You might not maybe. ever get it again. So uh, or, yeah, well, yeah it's, or you could wait it's Acuna or pass at this price. Right. Or you could wait and bet, maybe get bets at a better number once the 30-60 happens. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's just poetic that he uses Fenway Park as a launching yeah. pad for this campaign. And now mm-hmm. he is the leader coming back to Boston over the weekend. And he totally stuck it to the we Red miss Sox. him. We miss him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been a good idea to hold on to that guy, I think. Yeah. Anywho, real quick, last thought on the future side, because this is actually now, and Zerillo, you brought up on Bobby Miller. Uh, DeBundo is saying the same thing, singing your praises here. DeBundo was saying the same things last week. I think it was last Tuesday when we had the show. Real quick, because this has now come up now the last couple of weeks, when Gallon pitches on the Cy Young front, when Gallon pitches, Blake Snell was oftentimes pitching on the same slate. That is the same case again today. With your fade of Gallon, well, more so just on the side of Bobby Miller, any value whatsoever on looking at Strider or Snell, and those guys are in the plus 250 to plus 300 range? Yeah, I think it has to be Strider. Uh, the strikeout total getting over 300. The fact, I believe, that he still leads in wins above replacement in the National League and projects to lead in wins above replacement. So he takes the boxes. Those are two of the biggest criteria that voters look at. Strikeout totals and wins above replacement for pitchers. He's second behind Zach Wheeler, but Wheeler doesn't have the numbers, I believe, to get himself back into the race. Strider has a similar ERA, and I think that's the one thing that's going to hurt him. But we've seen ERA get discounted more so for FIP in recent years. So... Uh, you, you know, there's there's a big argument there, right? Like, we shouldn't really reward guys for the expected stats. We should kind of reward them for the season that they had. And I actually do think ERA should be factored more into their consideration than it really is. And that's coming from somebody who's an advanced stats person. You should be judged based on the results that you actually have. So, you know, I don't really care if your defense was shitty or really good for a season behind you. You had the best results. And I think the, you know... The Cy Young should go to the pitcher with the best results, not the guy who expected to have the best results. And again, that's coming from somebody who's an advanced stats person. So Strider, to me, you know, yes, he has the best expected results, but Zach Allen is having the best season and deserves to be the favorite. But I'm hoping he gets shelled tonight and, you know, <laughs> moves that ERA up to three and a half finally. Uh, and then we start talking about Blake Snell again, who has the best yeah. ERA. Yep. All right. BJ, with all that, now we can go to BJ's best bet for Monday. Yeah, let's go White Sox-Orioles, uh, like over nine runs, minus 105. Best price you can find out there is at, at BetMGM. Michael Kopech has been, let's just say, not so good this season. 4.95 ERA, expect ERA up at 5.73, XFIP at 5.63. And his problem is very, very clear. He walks so many guys. I mean, he's thrown 124 innings, and he has a six walk per nine rate. I don't think I've ever seen it that high for somebody who has pitched over a hundred innings. And even when he does get hit, he's getting smashed. I mean, he's got a 13.5% barrel rate allowed, 363 expected weighted on base average allowed, a little over 42% hard hit rate allowed. He's a heavy fastball pitcher over 62% of the time. Stuff plus rating on that fastball is fantastic, 117, but he can't control it whatsoever. Location plus rating of 92. Orioles are a top 10 offense against right-handed pitching. Uh, They're above average against fastballs. And then when you look at the White Sox bullpen, post-trade deadline, eighth worst XFIP, 
fifth worst pitching plus rating. So the Orioles have a fantastic matchup offensively. Grayson Rodriguez is obviously one of the best young arm talents in Major League Baseball, but he's had some control issues this season. No walk per nine, walk per nine rate at three point five, home run per nine rate up at one point five. He's been better uh, than the disaster that he had early on in the season, but for the month of August, his xFIP is sitting around four point. Uh, a little over four. So he's been kind of an average pitcher uh, over the last month. And the White Sox last two weeks have been an above average offense. Weighted uh, weighted runs created plus of 104. I projected 10.1 runs for this game. So I like over nine runs at minus 105. All righty. Very good. Uh, on to whether or not we are going to fade the public today. <laughs> I, I'd love to know the, the Fox executives that decide some of these Monday night baseball games on FS1. A few weeks ago, we had Diamondbacks and Rockies, which D-backs are having a good year. I know they've come down back down to earth here recently, but I don't know that one. I'm like, the Rockies, they're horrible. Well, it gets better. Royals and Pirates on FS1 tonight. Zach Greinke is on the mound for the Royals. It's true. Uh, and the money's pouring in on the Pirates. They're coming against Greinke, Zarello. 81% of the bets, 91% of the cash is on Pittsburgh. And, I know the Bucks, the Buckos, they are near and dear to your heart, but the Royals, they've been fun here in the second half, post-trade deadline, post-All-Star. They've been fun. Any temptation to come in on Kansas City as a home underdog? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? I do, and especially going against the public. If you can get minus one or two or better on the Royals for the full game, minus 108 for the first five innings, I'd certainly back Zach Greinke. He's pitched much better of late over the past month or so. You know, you take... Uh, his pitch modeling metrics converted to an ERA. He's actually been projecting for about a sub four ERA based on how he's thrown the ball over the past month. So his command's been great. Uh, Oviedo continues to be around, you know, a mid fours type of guy, but basically project these two is fairly comparable. Maybe make Zach Greinke slightly worse based on the full season numbers, but the Royals offense we've talked about has been absolutely electric since late July. They lead the American league in a lot of offensive categories. They've cooled off over the past week. But Bobby Witt continues to be one of the best hitters on the planet. When you have him in the middle of your lineup, it's going to mean you're going to score two runs on any given night. So the Royals, uh, as I said, minus one or two for the first for the full game, minus one eight for the first five innings would be bets for me today. Just waiting for those to come into range. So be patient. I saw an even money. Uh, just kind of wait for the rest of the market to catch up. I doubt that many people are expecting to bet the Royals today. And yeah, seeing that that public action on Pittsburgh definitely makes me want to side with them. Very good. Yeah, it's close. It's close. It's not quite. You're not quite getting them as an underdog with the price, but it, it's it's close. Uh, BJ, how about yourself? An, an angle on Kansas City, Pittsburgh. Are you willing to take the Royals as uh, the non-public side? I actually like the over here of nine runs. I projected nine point eight runs for this game, and you know, like Sean mentioned, you know, Zach Greinke has pitched better better as of late. Um, but I mean, overall for the season, five point four. Expected ERA, and obviously he doesn't have much velocity left. So for a Pirates lineup that has been somewhere around average over the last 30 days, uh, you know, they should have somewhat of a decent matchup against them. And then the flip side, like Sean already mentioned, I mean, the Royals offense is electric right now. I mean, they were top five and weighted on base average over the last 30 days. Like you said, they cooled off for the last week, but just just a really fun offense to watch for a team that's completely out of it. And like you said with Oviedo, you know, in month of August, he does have a 5.4 XFIP, so he hasn't pitched that great as of late. So, um, so I do like over nine runs in that game. All right, we'll see if the price comes down in range. Uh, underdog, consensus underdog for Monday. And it's one of the first games to start off the Monday slate. Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh, where's my dog? 
four angels uh, missed Friday's show. It was absent Friday. A lot of news broke uh, on the Otani stuff that he's only going to hit for the rest of the season. And Mike Trout's hurt again. Yet, all that said, uh, Lucas Giolito, who they went after at the trade deadline to try to you know, go all in. As BJ, you were a big fan of the Angels saying, screw it, let's just go all in. Mm-hmm. It hasn't gone, that has not gone gracefully. I do Lucas it again. Lucas Giolito on the mound. I do it again. You do it again. Okay. Um, I mean, at the time, it sounded compelling. Uh, Lucas Giolito's on the mound for the Angels, taking on Taiwan Walker of the Philadelphia Phillies. These are two teams, just a quick aside, that I'm like, I'm torn because I like the Philadelphia Phillies win total under and the Angels to get under that 79 and a half wins that we bet at the Action Network Summit uh, in the middle of the summer. So this is going to be a tough series for me to swallow. Um, Zerillo, your case for the Angels today as your underdog. Yeah, I mean, I can't make a particularly compelling case. This is more of a pricing play at plus 130 uh, that BJ and I agreed upon. I believe the price has actually come down closer to plus 120 around the market. So we both put this in the sheet. I think in the past 20 minutes or so, the market has actually steamed towards the Angels. So I need about plus 129 or better to play the A's or to play the Angels here. I've been losing money going against the Phillies. The Phillies are red hot right now and may get Reese Hoskins back before the playoffs and seem like they're going to be just as dangerous as they were last year come playoff time. So if you don't have any Phillies tickets, I don't have any Phillies tickets. I had Phillies tickets last year. You might want to consider investing in the Phillies, maybe NL pennant, maybe World Series. I think the Phillies should be taken seriously. Aaron Nola is pitching much better. Wheeler looks good. I think Christopher Sanchez gives them a little bit more rotation depth. So I think the Phillies are dangerous come playoff time. You know, as a Braves future ticket holder, obviously the Dodgers scare me more than anything, but the Phillies have that divisional familiarity. See them a bunch, very familiar with their guys. So you get in a short series, five-game series with the Braves, Phillies can absolutely take them out again. All right. Wow. And the Phillies, by the way, uh, to win the pennant, they've come down to, uh, they're about 10 to 1, a little shorter than that, 9.5 to 1. And the uh, the Braves and the Dodgers are the only two teams in front of them. As of right I now. believe they were like plus 750 to win the pennant come playoff time last year, the Phillies. So yeah, 10 to 1. Considering it seems like they're a pretty safe bet to make the playoffs at this point, I, I think that might be a solid investment. You know, I, I haven't looked at the numbers to see where Fangrass or Bakota have them, but just based off of like, where I expect them to be come playoff time and where the numbers were last year, that seems that seems pretty reasonable. They're 20, 20 to 1 to win the World Series. The I think they're the third best team in the National League, and I think that's pretty clear. So, BJ, you're on the Angels too, though, against the Philadelphia yeah. Phillies. Do you have a – is it more of a numbers play for you too? Yeah, I mean, when you look at these two starting pitchers, I mean, Giolito and Tywon Walker essentially have the exact same – expected metrics they both have around a 4.4 expected era giolito has a slightly better stuff plus and pitching plus than walker and then they're both allowing essentially the same expected way on base average and then really where the advantage comes for the phillies is that over the whole season these teams have the exact same uh way to runs created plus against right-handed pitching 104 but if you look at over the last 30 days the phillies have been the hottest offense in major league baseball and the angels have not let's just say they're at the bottom but then when you go into these bullpens, Phillies do have a slight advantage. You know, if you look at XFIP, Phillies are at 4.14, Angels at 4.25. You look at defense, I mean, the Phillies are not a good defense. They're minus 19 defensive run saves. Angels are around uh, minus, they are minus three. So for me, it is a numbers play where I don't think there's a significant gap between these two starting pitchers, the bullpen, and defensively. It's just the fact that the Phillies are red hot offensively. So I don't think they're deserving of being this high of a favorite. So uh, I do like them 
at plus 130, and I would play it down to plus 125 because I have the Phillies projected at minus 109. And the Angels, have, you know, the Angels made more moves to improve their bullpen at the deadline too. They got Lopez, Leon, yeah. um, so I think the bullpens are pretty comparable. Zarillo at Pocota, Philadelphia Phillies, uh, they're at five percent to win the World Series, and they are at five point four percent at Fangraphs. Yeah, so you know that I mean, you basically take forty percent of the five percent, uh, or you know, you take assuming they win the World Series 40% of the time, you'd put their pennant odds closer to about 10 or 11%, which means their fair odds to win the National League pennant should be about 9 to 1 or 10 to 1. So 10 to 1 seems solid. Yeah, I think I think their fair odds for the NL should be closer to 9 to 1. Well, the Angels are going to need everything they can, can have here. Luck, hope, <laughs> um, perseverance uh, coming down the stretch here and you know, it, the same can be said about your skincare on a day-to-day basis. You just have to wake up each day and Tell yourself it's a new day. And BJ, sometimes he'll go sit at a bench. I would encourage BJ to take uh, some some base layer from our friends at Caldera Lab. The base layer product is daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. And there's confidence today, uh, hopefully not only in the ball club themselves, the Los Angeles Angels, in spite of everything that's happened to them, but also in BJ and Sean betting on the Angels uh, against the red-hot Philadelphia Phillies at Caldera Lab, folks. Uh, you can see your skincare completely turn around for the good. Incorporating skincare like brushing your teeth, a daily habit that you should have. It guarantees to not mess up your routine, leaving your breath fresh and your face refreshed. So treat it like that. Your skincare matters. Caldera Lab. Uh, we have a special offer for you, those of you that listen to the Action Network podcast and uh, Payoff Pitch. Uh, just for our audience, we have an exclusive offer, uh, the best offer available anywhere. Use the code PITCH. P-I-T-C-H at calderalab.com and you get 20% off products right now. 20% off, insert the code PITCH at calderalab.com. Make unforgettable first impressions that lead to charming words that you look younger and that you can still win baseball games for the Angels' sake. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. 
only. Must be 21 or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Alrighty, uh, before we go, final bets for Monday. Again, it's a bigger slate. We're used to these 10 gamers. You add eight more teams into the mix, 14-game slate. Zarello, you've got a ton today, so I will let you take the floor and break it down. And how about one more for the road? Yeah, normally by the time we talk, uh, you know, the lines are out of reach, but there is still a lot still in range today. So a trio of first five favorites. BJ talked about the Orioles. I like them in the first five innings, to about minus 235. I also like the Toronto Blue Jays to about minus 265 in the first five innings. Projected that line closer to minus 300. And then the Chicago Cubs in the first five innings as well. If you can get Jamison Tyone at minus 125 or better, I like that too. He's thrown the ball much better of late. I also like the under nine in that Cubs matchup with the wind blowing in. Uh, some Wrigley Field under stuff in play today. The Braves under 12 and a half. We talked about the Braves before in Colorado. Uh, it's just the touch high given the weather there. That should be closer to... About 11 and a half, so 12 at minus 108 is where I cut that off. And then some underdogs that I like still on my card, aside from the LA Angels. The Mets down to plus 134. The Rockies against the Braves down to about, say, plus 200. And then also the St. Louis Cardinals, a team I'm considering adding. Don't really want to bet Adam Rainwright. And I think Adam Wainwright is a good example of a pitcher who has a disconnect between the stuff that we use, right? Stuff plus the pitch modeling numbers and expected ERA. And I think expected ERA is much more telling of who Adam Wainwright is at this stage of his career. You watch him, he's throwing batting practice. It seems like he's only able to get by when umpires are giving him a bigger strike zone or when guys are hitting in the shadows and can't see what he's throwing. Um, so, you know, I, I think this is, Adam Wainwright is good proof that pitch modeling numbers, they're not 100% accurate. I think they're very useful for measuring guys relative to one another. But I also think there's progress to be made and there's very much a delta between his expected ERA, which is around seven, and his pitch modeling metrics, which say he's still around five and a replacement level type starter. I don't think if the Cardinals were, you know, any sort of competitive team this year, he'd still be getting starts for them. It's very evident that he's as washed as Noah Syndergaard is. Um, And even Syndergaard, you know, the pitch modeling metrics for him were still around five where it's very evident he's closer to a six or a seven or eight type pitcher. So uh, yeah, considering betting the Cardinals want to double check my handicap, my numbers on that matchup and just make sure I'm comfortable making Wainwright as bad as I think he should be before I fire on that game. So, uh, cause I, th- I do think there's, there's certain guys who, you know, the models just don't capture how bad they are. Um, and that's that. So Adam Wainwright, uh, really, really bad. Don't want to bat at him today. We'll see if I do. 
Well, it kind of aligns, though, with your thought process on why if you were to dabble on anybody for the Cy Young race, it would be Strider because Snell goes against the Cardinals today. I'm not sure how you project the Cardinals lineup against Blake Snell. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, they're not as scary as they were earlier in the year. They don't they don't have like all of the names that you'd expect them to. Now they're hitting guys like Luke and Baker in the bottom of their lineup. And they brought up Mason Wynn, who's a lot of fun, but he's a, he's a defender. He's not a bat. So the potency of the Cardinals offense is not nearly as scary as what we expected it to be early in the year, what it was last year, especially against left-handers. Um, and I also think Blake Snell is just like a tough guy to gauge. And it, it really comes down to whether people are willing to swing against them. <laughs> and you know, it's, it, it, it's just like, is he going to have his pitches close enough to the zone to entice those swings? Or is his command going to be like off enough that nobody is swinging at anything and it's either they're whiffing in the zone or they're not swinging anything. So yeah, I, I can't really predict Blake Snell on a night to night basis. It's, it's like how close are his pitches to the zone to entice swings and misses. But uh, you know, I, I mentioned Strider before I, I said Strider or pass for NL Cy Young. Blake's it's because Blake Snell's war is at 2.6. Like I just don't see enough yeah. people voting for him. I, th- I think the National League Cy Young is going to be like a split decision in an MMA fight. I think you're going to get a third of voters voting for one guy for first place, a third of voters voting for another guy in first place, and then the you know the final third maybe splitting it up and going to a third direction. I, I think the NL Cy Young is a mess. I think the AL Cy Young could end up being a mess too. So kind of exciting races over the final four weeks of the season here. It, it really could go in any direction. And NL MVP now too, apparently. Yeah, Snell's cut down the walks uh, last couple starts. Um He's not in that four to seven range. Two walks in each of his last two starts, so he's been better. Just look at his game logs, you know. Like, it was very evident that he peaked when he went on that run of the 10 strikeouts in each start. And then he fell off a little bit again. And then he sounded again. So, there's, there's, we've seen, like, four different versions of Blake Snell already this year. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see what we get over the final month of the season as his team is completely falling out of the race. I'm sure he's self-motivated, though, to get that side on. You know, I, I'd expect him to keep his head in the game, so. And BJ, you already discussed Pirates Royals over in our Fade the Public segment. You've got one more for us before we go. Before I give out that, I have a, a quick stat, an Adam Wainwright stat uh, that I sure. saw. On his start um, on August 17th, he threw 93 pitches, and he did not record a single whiff. And this is yeah, this is from uh, at Pitcher List on Twitter. He said, "I don't think I've ever seen that uh, across ninety plus pitches in a start." So that's that's where we're at with with Adam Wainwright, and that's why Sean is saying I don't really want to do this. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just have one more. Uh, it's just Mets <laughs> Rangers over nine. Uh, Tyler McGill has been very bad uh, this season. Six point six expected ERA. Uh, he's stuff plus is. 93 location plus is is not great because he's got a 4.5 walk per nine rate going against the Rangers lineup. That hasn't been that great over the last 30 days. They've kind of regressed down towards the pack rather than being, you know, up where the Braves were, um, but still a very good lineup uh, in terms of the pitches that McGill's going to throw at, throw at them. And John Gray is going to be on the mound for the Rangers. He's a negative regression candidate around a 4.3 expected ERA. The Mets lineup has been better. As of late, last 30 days, they are 102 weighted runs created plus, which is a little slightly above league average. So uh, projected 9.97 runs for this game. So uh, I like over nine runs, and that's the only other one uh, I have today. It feels like we're at that time of year now where it's just, yeah, he's 
he's really bad or, hey, he's really good. <laughs> At this point now, we, we, we kind of know everything, right, uh, who everybody is, and it's just a matter of – and the lines reflect that too. So Yeah, but unfortunately, we get a lot of these games now where we're getting, like, just random position players, you know, hitting eighth. And yeah. I'm like, I don't have a projection on this guy. Like, Hunter Campbell coming up with the Rockies yesterday. Uh, you know, really good minor league numbers, but I, I, you know, I go to load my lineups for the game or I have all my projections in there, and then all of a sudden the Rockies call up some random minor leaguer and you know I need to find a projection for him so it, it seems like on a daily basis we're getting like one random new position player who I don't have a projection on and then as we get into September we're going to see more of that so very much uh it's we're past the dog days of summer I mean we're getting to the point where teams are checked out um I mean the Mets watch watching the Mets the defensive plays that they make, the base running errors that they make, it's it's pretty embarrassing to watch sometimes. And, you know, I would agree with BJ from the standpoint of the over just because they're so checked out. Uh, but at the same time, I want to make sure their offense is actually locked in at the plate too. But, I mean, these guys, I, th- I tend to think uh, when it comes to their plate appearances, they take it a little bit more seriously than defense, even on bad teams, because they know eventually that's probably going to factor into their salary measurements and their arbitration cases, so. More so than the defensive numbers, I think you know the they actually care about their plate appearances. So yeah, agree with BJ. You know, leaning to an over there, and whew, the Mets, man, the Mets like watching their games. They they are so checked out defensively. It's not even funny. Okay, with that, we will say goodbye, and we will return for payoff pitch tomorrow uh, for BJ and Sean Zarillo. If they add anything else, you can find them both in the Action Network app, free to download, award winning Action Network app. So. Stay locked into that as first pitches approach. For those guys, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for tuning in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are back tomorrow to discuss a full slate. Thanks for tuning in. Best of Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.